Hey Buffleado listeners, Blake here. This week we don't have a new episode for you unfortunately. Josh and I have been a little bit busy in our lives. Uh, I can speak for myself and say that my wife and I just had uh, another baby, uh, a boy this time, and no, his name is not Harry, Remus, or Lupin, or Sirius, or anything like that. Unfortunately, not Harry Potter related. But anyway, this is an episode that we did a while back, a bonus episode, all about characters and scenes we would add in and take out. It's a fun listen, so in case you missed it, enjoy. Welcome to Muffliato, a Harry Potter podcast where we fill your ears to prevent you from hearing nearby conversations. I'm Josh. And I'm Blake. And today in this bonus episode, we talk characters and we talk scenes. Now, this is a bit of a bonus episode that actually comes from a question that we received in from a guy named Storm, who's from Nova Scotia, Canada. Now, before we get to the question, Josh, you're from Canada. Funny enough, I know that as you're my best friend. And and all of a sudden, you know, I know that you're Canadian. Have you ever been to Nova Scotia before? I have not been to Nova Scotia. In fact, I have never been further east than uh, Saskatchewan. So, yeah, I've I've not even been anywhere close to halfway across Canada, much less to Nova Scotia. So you haven't been to Ontario. I have not been to Ontario. Wow, not been to Manitoba. uh, Guys, listeners, I have been to Ontario. This wow, I've gone. I have gone more uh, uh, east than uh, than you have in Canada. I mean, mind you, I haven't gone super east, which is where kind of Nova Scotia is but definitely would like to would like to explore some more of the eastern eastern parts and eastern provinces of canada that would be pretty nice so would i yeah i would love to go to nova scotia maybe a storm could give us a bit of a heads up as to what <laughs> yeah. we must see if we go over there yeah. the must the must see nova scotia kind of road trip or something like that oh. you know this is not a travel podcast uh but uh you know we do just uh, do really appreciate uh, our listeners sending in questions to us and it is fun where when they live us know where they're from and uh, it's quite cool to think that man all around the world uh, we have uh, people listening into the podcast it is very uh, very fun to see I think something that we've uh, something that I posted recently on Instagram it was that like there's like 44 I believe countries different countries that listen into the podcast uh, so that's quite that's quite fun that's a that's a really big number in, in my eyes for uh, for listening in we've got you know all the way from uh, I don't know India to a few in South Africa and yeah, so quite quite cool indeed. But anyway, uh, getting. Back I think to the thing about having Blake is we just have a world traveler who is our main listener, and they just <laughs> that's so true. Checks in just a, some kind of like international businessman. That's right. Uh, yeah. Just listening in and uh, and just uh, you know pinging all over the the world. So thank you, international An international businessman, a la Michael Scott in his trip to Winnipeg. <laughs> so good yeah michael's he's just traveling around and helping us out uh, okay yeah. real quick because this is coming in the christmas season i've i've got to give just a quick quick note on on the whole businessman thing there's a classic meme that's that's a a, a movie script generated by a bot um and and it's the joke you know the bot watched a thousand hallmark christmas movies yes, and yeah. and wrote a script and the main character is this 
person called Business Boy. And his business boy becomes businessman. And and that line just has always stuck with me as this idea of what what someone would think, what, what an alien would think if they came to this earth and only watched Hallmark movies. They'd think, man, businessmen were once business boys who just hated Christmas all the time from the big city. And, yeah. you know, it's just because, I mean, movies need progression, right? So they do. business yeah. boy going into businessman, yeah. that, there's your progression and, and that make that makes it work. So yeah. that's uh, that's quite good, actually. That is that is really funny when that. Uh, when those things, uh, you know, pop up and say, like, yeah, bot, bot, you know, looks at this many movies, yes. but spits out this script. You're like, hmm, okay, you know, you're really boiling it down to like, you know, the real sort of the bare bones, but uh, that's pretty good. But anyway, back to uh, the uh, the question, Storm's question, and it is this. I have a few questions based on the transition of the books into the movies. As we all know, the books are always better than the movies. Now, first off, I just want to break off that. Some people probably do really like the movies and even prefer them. Uh, but I do agree that, yeah, I think most people probably do prefer the Harry Potter books in the movies. They just give so much more detail. Anyway, back to the question. In the movies, quite a few characters are missing or their roles are diminished and altered. So with that in mind, Josh, first up, we've got a couple questions here. What character from the books were not in the movie that you would add in? And what characters from the book do you wish they stayed more true uh, mm. kind of into in the in the movies you know because yeah. obviously there are some things they they change uh and then obviously is there any character uh or characters that you would have omitted from the movie you know maybe removed out to make room mm. in the script for your kind of character that you wanted back in yeah yeah that's a great question and i think i think that's something that we have to consider with with movies is that these are long movies already yeah and yeah. so you know, it's it's fine and dandy to say, oh, so-and-so should have been in the movie. But you kind of have to ask that hard question. It's like, what would you take out then? Yeah. And so, okay, I'm I'm thinking this is this is a movie that I have some pretty major issues with. I would have loved to see Ludo Bagman in The Goblet of Fire. Okay, you know, that was where that was where my mind went to straight away as as well. I love the character of Ludo Bagman. Just a very kind of interesting, dynamic character, mm. uh, quite fun. Uh but unfortunately, he does bring a lot of backstory with him. Yes, right? and, like, and so much of the, so much of the kind of red herring throughout the book as well is. Yes. Oh, is it, this guy's evil. Oh, this guy's like really bad. Oh no, this guy's just a bit of a fool. And you know, yeah, you, yeah there's just so much there that you miss. Yeah, it, it really does. I think need to be included. Now, now the, the next question, of course, is what would I do without? Well, Blake, I think I would cut about two and a half minutes from the underwater scene. Um, all those shots of Harry kind of just swimming along with nothing happening. I'd cut those. Yeah. And then I would also cut. Oh, that, now it gets a little bit tricky. I would cut a little bit of dancing from the. Um, the scene where Professor McGonagall teaches them to dance. I would cut that scene all together. What? Um, you, you don't I, like the awkward uh, dance? I, I do like it. I Ronald do like Weasley. it. But I think it would have been a perfect deleted scene where we all laugh and go, <laughs> imagine yes. if that actually made the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's great, Josh. I love it. Um, and then I would also cut the 90s era punk rock weird sisters routine. And I think I could add in Ludo Bagman then. 
yeah okay i i feel like that would be enough to just add little snippets in you know and maybe maybe the story might need to be slightly tweaked about where these things happen you know where the interactions happen with ludo bagman but i just really really think that man they would have been able to get another wonderful british actor to come in and play ludo bagman in sort of a very kind of jester type you know ditzy role similar similar to uh the you know the role of um uh, the the role of Lockhart, right? Like, yes, yeah, and, and I think like to that, yeah, exactly. And I think also Blake, though, um, a, a f- like post post the um, the Quidditch World Cup, f- a fair amount of Ludo's involvement, at least his screen time, doesn't have to be the specific Ludo story, but it can be him at the Triwizard Tournament, you know. Yeah. Um, and and so I don't think you need to give him all this time where it's just the the plot line of of he, Fred, and George, but you can have him in front of everybody just as a, a present face, you know, kind of like the Percy Weasley appearances that he's just there. He doesn't really do anything. Yeah, yeah. And now now I, I should have mentioned as well, Storm, uh, who sent this question into us, or these questions also did think, well, how about replace, you know, when we're talking about characters with scenes? And I think, you know, I think we're doing that anyway. Like, you know, these characters obviously need to be in scenes, right? And uh, those scenes that that have Ludo Bagman in them, I think, would be quite uh, quite good. So I think as we as we walk, walk through these questions, we're definitely thinking that in mind, and some of these scenes would be pretty good. Now, now I would also like to add in the character from the book uh, that that wasn't in the movie. It would have been kind of fun to see Peeves. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I know make that, a bit of a special mention, but you. Go yeah, ahead. I yeah. know that it would have been like it makes sense for them to drop Peeves. Um, it would have been a very easy thing to probably do, you know, when writing the the, the script and what Steve Cloves did. Uh, so I understand that. But I think some of the scenes of the interaction between Peeves and the teacher, especially, you know, Peeves and uh, Professor Lupin, mm. um, and, you know, that that the uh, the students have so much more respect for Lupin after he deals with Peeves. I think that's great. And, uh, and you know, the way that uh, Fred and George, uh, you know, Weasley, I'm just picturing that scene and maybe this is, you know, coming back to to the scene part of the question of one of the scenes I wish would be in the movie would be, uh, you know, in Order of the Phoenix, when Fred and George Weasley sort of sail off into the sunset after, you know, kind of causing uh, causing Professor Umbridge a bit of havoc, um, uh, I believe uh, Peeve salutes Fred and George Weasley. Yes. Um, and uh, I would have loved to see that, you know, that would have been really, really cool. So, so Peeves would have been a great one um, to, to add into the movie. Um, it would have been interesting of a dynamic to see how that would have, would have worked as, as well. And uh, I don't think, you know, they would have, if they did put him in the movie, I think it would have been pretty accurate to his character. Cause you know, he doesn't have much depth apart from, being a bit of a, yes. a jokester and a trickster yeah. and a pranker. And so it would have been pretty good, but I think they already covered those roles with Fred and George. Mm. Yeah. It does seem like Fred and George, unfortunately lose a bit of their depth and become kind of jokers only in, at some points in the movies. Yes. Um, but I, I, yeah, I, I do wish we had peeves, especially because that likely would have been the inclusion of John Cleese, right Blake? Yeah. Yeah. The guy uh, who would have been, would have, would have played him and, uh, and that would have been quite, uh, yeah, quite quite good. Yeah, quite agreed. Good, quite good. Any any other characters, Blake? Yeah, so I actually um, thought now this was when looking through uh, things of, you know, these characters who were omitted or, or scenes that weren't in it, got me thinking about the Half-Blood Prince, Josh, and yeah. uh, got me thinking about uh, the memory scenes that we see with uh, oh, Lord Oh, yeah, Voldemort. I went here too. Yeah, went, yeah, yeah. so this is great. Yeah. We're, on the, we're on the same track, I think, with these, which is awesome. And uh, without even sort of discussing what we would each do prior, this is, this is quite good. 
that we're landing on this. It's, I feel like it just means what we like kind of in a story and what we like yes. visually as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, would be like my, my big one would be the, the sort of the gaunt um, side yes. of, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, Voldemort's story, right? His family and, uh, you know, not just, you know, being in the house of, you know, the, these people that you've killed, which is kind of where they take it from, um, but, uh, you know, and killing the, you know, killing the caretaker or whatever. But it's actually like I would have loved a bit of background into the Gaunt family mm. and, uh, you know, Voldemort's mom and Voldemort's kind of dad and how, how that interaction. Now, that would have added quite a lot to the movie and mm. quite a big chunk. But it would have just been so good to get more detail yeah. on, on Tom yeah. Marvolo Riddle. <laughs> I would have also loved to have seen um, the Hepzibah Smith background. Yes, um, so much yeah. relating to Voldemort, right? Mm. Like it just, oh, that would have been so good. Yeah, yeah. I, I really think that those two those two flashbacks are, are a bit underrated in their importance. You know, the Gaunt one obviously shows his his family background and Voldemort yes. kind of coming to reckon with that. And then the, the Hepzibah Smith, Dumbledore draws great significance from that, right? Dumbledore is saying, yeah. you know, this is where he, he steals and kills for his own benefit, for yeah. his own desires rather than out of revenge or out of some kind of ulterior purpose. And so Dumbledore thinks this is extremely significant. And I, 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 get, I get why, you know, if you're going to show any of them you have to show Dumbledore meeting and you have to show the Slughorn one but yeah uh, if only if I and I I'd, I'd need to really sit down and think you know scene by scene through Half-Blood Prince but I don't know like they already cut out so much of yes. yeah. of Harry and Ginny in that book and and to be fair they do stay true to the book in how much time they spend on the on kind of the last hours of Dumbledore's life like that's a long part of the book and a yes. long part of the movie yeah. so I don't think I'd want to cut there but yeah, it'd be tough. No, you, you don't want to take away from, from that wonderful sort of climactic moment yeah. of the book and of the whole series, you know? Yeah. Man, yeah. what are we? It's sort of this kind of all is lost moment, right? Yeah. Like in the actual series is Dumbledore dying. And uh, and that sort of, you know, makes sense that they, they do give that enough time in the movies um, mm. as they did in the books. And so, I mean, I, I love that we're on the same kind of page with what we would want in. Um, and uh, I'd be interested as we come to sort of the final final question from uh, Storm uh, is, is there any character, Josh, or, or scene that, um, you know, you would have omitted from the movie? You know, obviously yeah. we have kind of br- sort of sort of covered this just with talking about what we would want to put in and take out, but any hmm. specific character that you just, you just didn't like or you would, you would just remove completely? Yeah, that's a really good question. I struggled with this one, to be honest. I Yeah. It's it's really yeah. hard to take away something that is already you've already visualized yeah. and is already kind of yeah. ingrained into the movie story, right? Yeah. And so I I also struggle with this, and and it's, it's we might not even have an answer for this. And uh, I mean potentially, you know, like we we talked about some of the scenes that we could have dropped out, and you mm-hmm. could have you know minus a few few scenes from uh, you know under the underwater of uh, of the Triwizard Tournament and that sort of thing. It's like there are those places where we would get a bit more time back. I, I, okay, I, I've got one. Okay. I don't. I wouldn't eliminate her. I wouldn't eliminate her. But I do think that if we could swap the percentage of screen time, yeah, from Moaning Myrtle to yes. Dobby, yes. we could solve a lot of a lot of issues with the movies. Okay, is that's, that's like quite cool. Is Moaning yeah. Myrtle? Yes, she's important, but we just see so much of her. Like, 
it's like yeah yeah they needed to it's like it's like every mention in the books it's like let's make an entire scene out of this in the movies um and i've never really said this to anybody i feel like i might i'm a bit vulnerable right now but um i would get rid of a little bit of moaning myrtle time and i think that we we are criminally underserved with how much dobby screen time we get i know people find him annoying in the second book he's kind he kind of is annoying but there's so much development that goes on there that we miss out which actually makes his death significant later on yeah and yeah i mean like whilst it was very you know emotional that last movie because he does help them and he dies Mm, it would have been more of an impact if he was featured a bit more throughout the series and maybe that is a character from um you know a a special character uh in the books that actually wasn't in the movies like he obviously was in the movies but he wasn't in all of them and um and i really just like the little bits of dobby here and there in the books it is kind of a nice sort of reminder hey here's dobby you know and and so I think I think that was sad that they kind of you know took him took him out. But yeah, great idea in reducing that sort of moaning myrtle kind of you know some of the maybe the scenes or you know at least yeah. one of the scenes and a lot of the kind of you know drawn out scenes to be a little bit more on the focus of of Dobby. Yeah. I think that would have would have helped. And and listeners, I I know that it's not going to be from the exactly right movies. I'm just meaning kind of overall throughout the series. Can can we you know eliminate just a little bit? Just a little bit, just a little bit <laughs> of uh, of moaning Myrtle, and get a little bit more of my man Dobby in there. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think that makes sense. Other than that, I don't know if I would really, you know, now that I've seen all the, you know, the characters on the screen, I don't know if I would fully want to remove any of them, um, you know, fully omit them from uh, from the movie. Uh, it's, you know, now that they're kind of in my brain, I'm like, no, that, you know, what would it look like if, if that wasn't there, right? Mm. Um, I, I really, you know, I really like some of these characters that maybe, you know, sometimes they give more focus in the movies than, than in the books, but other times they do get that. They get that wrong uh but yeah yeah and and so i think for me the last kind of the last way to answer this is um what i think we miss out on the most in the in the you know going from books to movies um would be the overall character and i'm kind of using that word quite loosely but but the the character that jk rowling uses so well and that's the the character of of foreshadowing and we talk a lot in this podcast about foreshadowing, but if I'm just going to read you a little list, Blake, of of the different elements of foreshadowing that are omitted from the books. Yeah, the yeah, go for um, it. And so these are some pretty significant ones. So the two way mirror is omitted completely. Um, the the yes. mirror that that Harry gets from Sirius, which which really makes Sirius's death painful almost like three times right it's painful in the moment it's painful when you realize harry could have talked to sirius yeah. and then it's painful when harry thinks i still can talk to sirius so it's just it's yeah it's really rough yeah um so the mirror is removed at all really the the role of the marauders is greatly downplayed yes not really given much and as far as that and that's huge foreshadowing as well because at that point we haven't met Sirius um, we haven't met uh, Pettigrew and we don't really understand how James father fits into that so that's a pretty major missing out there as well not so much foreshadowing but Marietta Edgecombe is also missed out as you know related to kind of a, a detail that's missed out which makes Harry and Cho seem to have quite a reasonable breakup like they broke up because Cho blabbed about the about Dumbledore's army yeah. when actually it was yeah. you know is more significant um 
the Triwizard winnings. Um, how does that get left out? Do you know? Um, no, I know. And and it's such a like a crazy thing that he just, yeah. you know, he he wants to just give it up, right? Yeah. And, and, um, and again, that foreshadowing of, to him. of what the Weasleys are going to do with the money, right? Um, finding the locket. Finding the locket in the cleanup of 12 Grimald Place. <laughs> Um, pretty major moment there. As soon as you read it in the book, you're like, oh my goodness, they held that locket in their hands. The whole foreshadowing of the Half-Blood Prince being discussed over and over and over again in the movie, Half-Blood Prince. All of a sudden, Snape's like, I am the Half-Blood Prince. And you're like, okay, that's what the movie's called, but why should we care about this title? Um, So there's that. And then the last, again, example of foreshadowing, uh, Ravenclaw's diadem. Would it have been that hard just to put the diadem in the room when Harry goes in there to hide the book? Um, Yeah. Just even um, like an Easter egg, somewhere kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I totally agree that that these books to movies, um, so much could have been done through uh, probably quite a recent you correct me if I'm wrong, Blake, but a, a relatively recent trend in filmmaking is to kind of lean into those Easter eggs more and more. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And it's totally, di- you know, director dependent, you know, on whether they are that way um, yeah. inclined. But, you know, I love, I love that, you know, looking at the foreshadowing moments that have been removed, that's usually where some of these scenes, uh, you know, or characters yeah. we would want to be put back. It's hard to communicate there. foreshadowing. It is. I'm, yeah. I'll admit that, but yeah. It requires thought yeah. um, during that, that process, um, yeah. right. To, to balance out yes. of the story and and you know these these movies are these movies are great and these books are amazing like it's you know we're not saying anything else like we know i understand that filmmaking is hard but uh, obviously we would love it to be perfect with all our little foreshadowing moments that we would we would want in there but you know hopefully that answers those questions quite well and it would be interesting to to see if uh, any of those characters or scenes that we were talking about you know that weren't in the movies that we would add in or scenes or characters that you know they we wish they stayed more true to in the movies i it would be interesting to see if, if some of our listeners have similar ones in mind uh, for mm. us or ones that we didn't even mention. So, so let us know. It was fun answering this question. I really, really appreciate it. And in this sort of season where we're, we're doing, a, you know, more bonus episodes over, you know, this Christmas season time, this summer, summer in New Zealand uh, time. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, as I mentioned in kind of my bonus uh, episode of, of the three favorite characters, my three favorite characters, you know, this is the sort of summer for us here in New Zealand. And, uh, uh, you know, it is nice to have a bit more bonus episodes to be able to answer some of these questions that we get sent. In. But uh, we'd love to hear feedback. So head over to iTunes and leave a review. Your reviews help keep the magic alive. And if you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at muffleyautopodcast at gmail.com or reach out to us on Instagram as always to continue the adventure join us next time on muffley a harry potter podcast